this edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought, we have we have uh, a classic example of how the media can be very misleading and very irresponsible in their pursuit of journalism. Uh, we've got a more Rachel Nichols, ESPN, Maria Taylor drama. Rachel Nichols has been punished for daring to want to keep her job or something. I don't know. Do you know what the latest thing is, my friends, to be an expression of white privilege? We'll tell you. And, yeah, yeah. We have a piece from the Grio, which is uh, basically a, uh, a pro-leftist Marxist publication, which deifies liberal black people and demonizes any black people who aren't ultra-liberal. And, of course, hate Republicans, America, guns, liberty, whatever. Whatever Mark Karl Marx hated, they hate, basically. So let's start off here by these important messages from, well, some guy who sounds a lot like me. Stick with me, folks. It's going to be a fun little ride today. Get ready to kick this pig. And away we go. The 79th edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. And let's kick it off since July 4th has been over for six days now. Let's go back and talk a little bit about a whole lot of hating going on Independence Day. People who appreciate nothing about this country. People who pretend they still live back in the days of slavery, Jim Crow, whatever. Because there's nothing that makes them more fulfilled, apparently than pretending to be a victim of racism. In fact, I would say that's the, probably the only way these, these people can reach orgasm is to pretend they're a victim and pretend America's just racist with five A's, of course. The Griot has a piece, <clears throat> and it is written by one of the, one of the biggest victim wannabes Toure, he used to work for MSNBS. Uh, I don't know whether he left, they fired him. I don't know. There was probably racism involved because it's him, of course, because everything's racist. I will give him credit. He has actually responded on Twitter a couple times to me. Well, initially, then I kick his ass ideologically and he doesn't come back because I guess he doesn't want none of this. You got me? You feel me? He turns off this piece with this eloquent, oh, God, the eloquence of this man. He says, fuck the 4th of July. Excuse the French. Fuck the 4th of July. In a world where we officially recognize Juneteenth, we've recognized it really for a long time now, Touré. That great new holiday sits on the calendar casting a long shadow over Independence Day, making it look like a hypocrite and a damn fool. Again, he doesn't realize slavery and Jim Crow are no longer applicable. They no longer exist. America is a great nation for many reasons. One of those reasons, Jure, you big dummy. One of those reasons is we clean up our messes. We absolve ourselves from our sins that are in the past. We're truly a progressive country, as in we make progress. Not progressive as in you, as in leftist, as in Marxist. He writes, independence for who? It wasn't independence day for black people. Yes, Tory, back then. Do you understand 
we don't live in the past. Times that happen, once time passes, you can't change it. Ugly, beautiful, whatever, you can't change it. <clears throat> you don't live in a 17th or 18th century. We don't live in a 19th century. We're in the 21st century now, Toure. Good God, man. Get your head out of your ass and quit quit pretending to be a victim. And quit urging every other black person to be a victim. You think that helps anybody, Toure? No, it doesn't. And hopefully people will start slapping you every time you say something stupid like that. Maybe you'll get it through your damn thick skull. And I'm not advocating violence. I mean, beating up Tori would probably be like, you know, beating up your little sister when she's two. Come on, people just don't do that. <clears throat> so why would we celebrate, he asked the 4th of July... And it isn't merely that Americans owned slaves at the time when America became independent. It's that slavery was completely wrapped up in the movement to become independent. Excuse me while I interject something. Bullshit. 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 That's five BSs. That, that is a 15-yard penalty in this football league, Touré. Nicole Hannah-Jones' essay from the 1619 Project, which is also a load of BS, reminds us that the very reason why the colonies sought independence from Britain was because the European country was talking about abolishing slavery. This is a kind of historical BS they're just starting to, to spin, just starting to, to, to regurgitate out there now. No. Wrong, 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 Toray. <clears throat> Jones wrote, we may never have revolted against Britain if some of the founders had not understood that slavery empowered them to do so, nor if they had not believed that independence was required in order to ensure that slavery would continue. It is not incidental that 10 of this nation's first 12 presidents were enslavers. And some might argue that this nation was founded not as a democracy. Actually, it was founded as a constitutional republic. Don't, you're such a genius, Nicole Hannah-Jones. You love telling people you are. You love the idiots on MSNBS telling you they are and trying to convince everybody else you are. You're adult. Okay? You want the truth? You're dumber than a tree stump. Or maybe you're just a con artist looking for cash, looking for a payday. Race pimping, race pimping, and more race pimping. Oh, is pimping easy? Apparently it is for Nicole, Han Nicole uh, Hannah-Jones and her little bitch boy, Toure. And some, she said, might argue that the nation was founded not as a democracy, again, it's a republic, but as a slaveocracy. See what she did there? Yeah, she made an ass for herself again. Um, these people make me very angry because they are such absolute liars they are absolutely so invested in doing whatever it takes to make some cash get some fame get some money america wanted to protect its cash cow wait did she just call black people cows are cows animals or animals so you just call black people animals Torre. so you must be a racist a self-hating racist at that. Now, I don't believe that. 
I'm just using the tactics you use, Torrey. How does it feel? How does it feel? It was wealth derived from slavery that allowed the colonies to afford to pay for the war for independence. Actually, all the states were in debt after the War of Independence, uh, so they didn't really pay for it uh, up front. Just, just saying, facts. The founding of this country is intertwined with slavery. Why would we celebrate that? How about because no matter what happened, and, and you're lying about being intertwined with slavery, you're lying about that being a cause of the war. Idiotic. <clears throat> but you're saying, in effect, that slavery is not dead yet. We must not ever celebrate America, even though America has ended slavery. We've ended Jim Crow. We've ended things like that. The Ku Klux Klan were bad people. They did some bad things. They were disbanded in the late 19th century, probably middle of the 1870s, late 1870s. And they came back in what, the 1920s, early 20s? And they were bad people then. Try to find a Klansman now. Literally. They don't exist anymore. They don't exist. And by the way, I've had two run-ins with two Klansmen in my life. And both of them, both of them, when I told them out for what they were, they went away like little whiny bitches. Because you know what? I hate people in the Klan because they're racists. They're actual racists. Nicole Hannah-Jones, Trey, they're not actual racists. They're just pimps trying to make money off pretending everyone else is a victim, trying to convince as many black people as they can to feel sorry for themselves, live in pity, and know that they can't make it anywhere because America is oh, inherently systemically racist. Again, bull... You know. You know the rest. This is, uh, this is sad. That... These people are using the tactics they are. They don't care about black people. They care about their own success. Building wealth for themselves. And they'll do anything to get it. And unfortunately, a lot of black people uh, look up to these people and, and think they're being helped by them. They're not helping you. They're hurting you. Marxists never help anybody ultimately but themselves. The Bolsheviks wanted to help a lot of the Russian people, the serfs, right? The people digging ditches and, and doing all the nasty things they had to do and not getting paid enough. Guess what? When they got into power, these saviors, Marxist saviors, equality to each his own, according to his need, taken from people according to their ability. It was all BS. Then the concentration camps came. The gulags came. The seizing of farms and breaking up with families who resisted. Of course, they couldn't resist very much because their, their guns had been taken away. That all came. It got much worse. Every liberty you had was gone. These are the same type of people. Understand who you're dealing with. It's America. Not everyone makes it. And having capitalism, free enterprise, market economy, they're not always going to, not everyone can succeed. Some people just can't. Some people make mistakes. They don't have the talent. Maybe they have incredible talent. It's not this utopia, but by God, as someone said, capitalism 
sucks, but it sucks a lot less than any other system. And our Constitution is by far the best on God's green earth. You are blessed to live in this country. Blessed. Please, from someone who legitimately cares and doesn't give a damn about your color, listen. Nicole Hannah-Jones is not your friend. Touré, not your friend. Democratic Party, not your friend. I don't even know if I can say the Republican Party is your friend. I think all political parties pretty much suck anymore. But the people who do care are actual liberals, conservatives, and libertarians. No leftists. They don't care about you. They care about gaining something for themselves. Run like hell when you when you run into them. Now, <clears throat> on to a different subject. Food. Reminds me I'm hungry. Haven't really eaten today yet. Ate a little something. I forget what I ate. A banana or something. But uh, had a couple cups of coffee. I did eat that. Uh, that's about it. No, I'm not on a diet. I'm just one of those things. One of those things. You eat your time sometimes. You get up. You get dressed. You make your... Uh, take a shower. Take my mom's sugar. Give her insulin shot. Fix her breakfast. Uh, get her ready, get her taken to Dallas's and uh, come back home, order some groceries, pick them up from Walmart. And uh, this time flies, and now I want to record this wonderful podcast for you, my listeners. That's right. I love you. Anyway, let's talk about racism and white privilege in food, particularly Fritz food, you stupid American. You classless bastards. You don't like my croissants? Huh? Maybe i kill you later. Don't know if that's a good French accent or not. A law professor. This is from the Times, UK Times, by the way. A law professor has suggested that France's food is... Get ready for it, kids. On three, everybody. One, two, three. Racist! Thank you. A video of Matilda Cohen discussing food whiteness. God, food whiteness. I like white food. Vanilla ice cream. I like it. Whipped cream. I like it. Ice cream and the coffee. I like it. I like actually like food of all colors. Especially southern food. What I wouldn't give right now for a nice bowl of my grandma's collard greens, some cornbread, melted butter. Oh, my God. That would be phenomenal. Uh, but Matilde Cohen discussing food whiteness at a seminar organized by the Elite Sciences Poe and Nanterre University. I'll say Paris. That's how French snobs say Paris. My favorite Frenchman, by the way, Pepe Le Pew. Keep fighting, brother. Don't let them cancel you. Don't let them cancel the skunk. Has provoked consternation in France. Consternation. It's kind of like constipation, but you go to the bathroom more. Where cuisine is seen as a cornerstone of the national identity, along with the beret and the guillotine. Cohen from Connecticut University, that's in Connecticut, suggested that French eating habits reinforce the dominance of white people over ethnic minorities. 
I have no clue where this kind of thinking comes from, my friend. It's like these people have a pit of eternal stupidity. They keep digging in it. It's getting deeper. They just keep digging. Uh, so now French food is racist. And if you want to read this, it's a, a paywall I've hit here. I forgot about that, but I'm not going to give money. Journalism should be free, shouldn't it? Don't we believe in freedom of the press? So anyway, I'm too cheap to pay, to pay for it. Um, but you can find it there if you have a subscription to the Times UK, or you can, I'm sure, find it somewhere else. But this just goes to show that no matter what it is, it's going to be called racist at some point. Some point it's going to be racist. Everything. Now let's go to ESPN. The Spun, which is made put out by Sports Illustrated. I didn't know it still existed either. <coughs> uh, ESPN analyst's daughter has a message for Rachel Nichols. Now Rachel Nichols was about a year ago. She recorded herself accidentally talking about Maria Taylor and Maria Taylor was really getting pushed by ESPN and uh, apparently ESPN has offered Maria Taylor 3 million bucks a year. Really? I, she's good. She's uh, does her job well, I guess, but 3 million bucks, 3 million bucks. Wow. Anyway, Rachel Nichols was saying, basically, I don't, I like Maria. She deserves what she gets, but, but I, I, Basically, she was saying, don't push my ass out of a job that I have uh, working as an NBA sideline reporter at the time and still was till this year. Don't push my ass out of a job so you can promote a black woman. Rachel Nichols basically saying, I'm just a woman. I'm a white woman. She's a black woman. ESPN is, is pushing me out maybe because then she didn't want to she didn't want to give up her gig. Who would? I don't blame her. Although Rachel Nichols has always been kind of a, a woke person. But again, she broke the code. She dared speak words that cannot be spoken. ESPN announced Rachel Nichols will not serve as the sideline reporter for NBA Finals coverage. Really, it doesn't hurt your career, Rachel, because I've seen the ratings. Yeah, that BLM bullshit you're carrying ESPN NBA players. It ain't working. Not working for you at all. You don't piss on 80% of your audience and then get good ratings, huh? But anyway, Malika Andrews, who is a black woman, I believe, has replaced her. The decision, made just a few hours before the finals kicked off, comes after the controversial comments Nichols made regarding Maria Taylor. I don't see him as controversial. She's basically called to a co-worker, sharing her frustration like everyone who's ever had a job has it sometime listened to a co-worker or vented to a co-worker about some new boss or this policy, that policy, whatever. It happens. It's reality. But anyway, uh, Maria Rose, who is the daughter of Jalen Rose, a former Michigan basketball player, very good NBA player, and also a uh, NBA analyst for ESPN, and, and very well-informed, very well-spoken. I like his job as far as talking basketball, but his daughter, Maria, uh, the daughter of Jalen Rose had a few words for Nichols. You are a woman. 
There's a shocker. In the sports world, and you sat there and you laughed about the Me Too movement? Well, I don't know if she did or not. Uh, about your fellow women complaining about being sexually assaulted at work. Do you think that's funny? Rose said in a uh, video on TikTok. I don't know. I've never heard anyone accuse Rachel Nichols of making fun of women who were sexually assaulted. I really doubt that happened, but facts don't matter when you're when you're a liberal venting your outrageously outrageous outrage. What really got me, she TikToked, is that you're tired of the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's be honest, anybody with a brain is tired of that Marxist movement. And it really hasn't done jack you know what for black people but it's gotten a lot of their leadership some really fat real estate why don't you look miss rose and see what where the money's actually going you keep complaining about things not get not getting better and you keep voting for the same party the same people and keep supporting the same failed movements how smart is that because you weren't tired posting about it or making your stupid little storybook monologues about it Maybe instead of crying and calling Maria a diversity token, she didn't actually call her that. You can direct that energy to the people that think there can only be one woman on that stage. Well, that's a good point. I don't care if you're a man or woman on ESPN. I don't watch you much anyway. ESPN's good for one thing. College football. That's it. Uh, that's it. That's what's good about them. They don't do anything else well anymore. They don't show a bunch of highlights like they used to. It's all talking heads, pontificating, and whining about social justice now. It's really almost unwatchable, except for the coverage of college football. But, and that's why the ratings suck so bad. And they're not getting any better. Because people don't want this crap. They want to watch football, baseball, whatever it is. So... Rachel Nichols, apparently, is not supposed to vent or have frustration that she might be being replaced. And she feels like the fact that Maria Taylor is a black woman is, is being used. Really, she's speaking out against racism, isn't she, Rachel Nichols? Shouldn't she be a hero for you? Or does the fact that Maria Taylor's black matter? It shouldn't. It should be all qualifications. And let's face it, you need women in sports journalism, sports entertainment, because men like attractive women. And yes, Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols are both attractive. But this is the kind of stuff that happens. Anytime someone, dip, anytime someone goes off the path of righteousness as defined by the left, they get thrown away, discarded, and canceled and that's what's happening right now with uh with rachel nichols and i feel badly for her i feel very badly for her. i think it sucks quite frankly now let's talk about media bias shall we there's a story here uh from kut 90.5 austin's npr station uh the npr national public radio national public stupidity taxpayer funded and this piece is, uh, well, it's in the Freakonomics category for some reason. But anyway, this is a piece about the evil Republicans and trying to restrict voting 
Ashley Lopez wrote this on yesterday, July 9th. And she writes, now notice something. Notice when I read these paragraphs. Texas Republicans have introduced another set of sweeping voting bills that voting rights advocates say can make it harder to vote in a state that already has some of the most restrictive election laws in the country. The bills, House Bill 3 and Senate Bill 1, were filed during the special legislative session called by Governor Greg Abbott, which started Thursday. Republican leaders in the state vowed to take another pass at approving voting legislation after Texas House Democrats blocked a previous effort in May to pass more voting restrictions. HB3 and SB1, however, do not include some of the more controversial measures that were added to that previous bill in the final hours of the legislative session in May. That includes a provision that would have restricted voting on Sundays, as well as a measure that would have allowed election workers to overturn election results if there are allegations of voter fraud. Because we don't want to look into that, investigate anything. Of course, the bills are part of a listen nationwide effort by state-level Republicans to enact more restrictive voting laws following former President Donald Trump's loss in the 2020 election. Trump and his allies have falsely claimed that the election was stolen. 28 restrictive voting laws in 17 states have been enacted since January, according to the nonprofit Brennan Center for Justice. Of course, that's a very left-wing center, the Brennan Center. The Texas bill, okay, we've read one, two, four paragraphs. The word restrictive, controversial, uh, making it harder to, this has all been said multiple times before one fact about the contents of the bill is presented. That's the media now. That's journalism now. A whole bunch of paragraphs before you get to the context and the actual facts. And you've already smeared people who support this bill and painted them as racist, basically. The Texas bill includes a new ID requirement for people voting by mail. Well, don't you want to make sure they're actual the voters? Don't you? Isn't that important? And prohibit local election fish officials from sending vote-by-mail applications to someone who hasn't requested one. Okay, look. How is that restrictive? If someone doesn't request a, a absentee ballot <clears throat> or vote-by-mail application, why would you send them one? Does that make any sense? No, of course not. Could it be something untoward going on there, possibly? They also banned drive-through voting hmm, and extended hours during early voting. Republicans in the state argue that these innovations, sir, innovations are wonderful. How dare Republicans oppose them, which were mostly used by Houston officials during the pandemic, open the door to voter fraud. Of course they do. You want honest elections or you want your party to win? <clears throat> I'd rather win honestly, I got to say. Uh, James Slattery, who's a senior staff attorney with the Texas Civil Rights Project, said voters of color and shift workers benefited the most from these ways of voting last year. Uh, and so you can consider the bans on those forms of voting 
excuse me, Slattery said, to be a direct attack on voters of color in particular. No, you really can't, but you see race in everything because that's your job, Mr. Slattery. In addition, the bills expand where what partisan poll watchers can observe during elections and prohibits poll watchers from being removed for violating the election code. I doubt that's exactly honest. If passed, these bills would also create a new or new criminal penalties, rather, for any election worker who intentionally or knowingly refuses to accept a poll watcher. Why would you kick a poll watcher out? <clears throat> Why shouldn't that be against the rules? Poll watchers are very important. Slattery said these bills basically give a host of new powers to partisan poll watchers. And, of course, partisan poll watchers are only on the right. Only Republican right, Mr. Slattery. Sure, sure. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. Keep telling yourself that. So I just wanted to point out how the media does this. Four or five paragraphs, all kind of biased language, painting an ugly picture of something. <clears throat> Typically something Republicans and conservatives have done. And then you get to the facts. <clears throat> and then the facts are kind of vague and you get more liberal spin. Why do we say there's media bias, boys and girls? Because that's the example I just gave you. Of course, it is NPR, so, you know, got to figure. Got to figure, my friends. I have one more story, something that uh, kind of gutted me today. Kind of made me feel like uh, punching a hole in the wall, frankly. But we'll be back with that and uh, come back after these little break for my throat. Time for some time for some Irish whiskey. Actually, it's just time for some some soda. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And let's get this last story out of the way. Uh, just this morning, actually, this happened uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia. A uh, a great moment for Marxists and the cultural Stalinists and the biggest of the left. A statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee was hoisted away from his place of prominence in Charlottesville on Saturday and carted off to storage years after its threatened removal became a rallying point for white supremacists and inspired their violent 2017 rally that left a woman dead and dozens injured. Okay, let's be honest. I just talked about it in the last story. Journalism being intellectually bankrupt. The statue didn't cause any white supremacist trash uh, to commit any violence. It was the Unite the Right rally, I think it was called. And you had Richard Spencer and the white supremacist trash who were confronted and fought with a bunch of Antifa trash. Unfortunately, they didn't all kill each other. It'd be a better place if they're all that vermin on both sides were wiped out their trash, both of them. So the statue didn't come down. Lee's statue didn't come down and Stonewall Jackson was taken down too. They didn't come to life and say, go fight each other. Uh, Stonewall Jackson, Robert Lee, two of the finest men uh, and two men who cared about black people. Stonewall Jackson ran a Sunday school, breaking Virginia law at the time in Lexington, teaching blacks to read, freed, and slave. Again, he was breaking state law. 
and he always supported that Sunday school when he went off to war. When he, like Lee, went with his, with his state, and the only reason he fought for Virginia is for Virginia. Because it seceded, and why did it secede, boys and girls? Didn't secede for white supremacy. It seceded because the governor, John Lickard, said, we don't want any part of the fighting. We're not going to take part. We're not going to leave the Union. Then Lincoln called for 75,000 volunteers. Then he demanded Virginia give X number of troops. And Governor Lecter, like the governors of Tennessee, North Carolina, and Arkansas, said, you're not getting any troops. These, seat, these states that seceded had a right to do so, whether you believe that or not. That, that was the, the belief of, of Governor Lecter. And we're not going to take part in subjugating them. He wanted Virginia to be left the hell alone. Oh, love the damn pop-ups in the world, folks. What a curse. I wish people invented pop-ups were to, I don't know, get their toe stepped on by a rhino or something. One of those, you cannot close the damn window. I hate that. God, it's obnoxious obnoxious people in the world doing obnoxious things. But anyway, that's why Virginia left. That's why Lee and Jackson fought. And most Virginians. They didn't fight for slavery. They didn't fight for that. Hold on just a second, my friends. Pardon me. Don't you like it when that happens and the volume control suddenly just stops working on your computer? Great job. Thanks, HP, for that. But anyway, the statues have been taken down despite historical facts. The left has chosen to kick everyone who appreciates history, appreciates and honors men like Lee and Jackson. And Lee's one of his big interests after the war was reuniting the country put down the partisan stuff, reunite, we're all Americans now, and helping black people to advance. I've told you the story before. St. Paul's Church, Richmond, after the war, shortly after Sunday morning, there's people in the, in the church worshiping. Very well-dressed, tall black man enters the church, walks up the aisle, goes to the altar, kneels, begins to pray. And people are looking around. What should we do? They're confused. But anyway, one man amongst them who's there worshiping, praying, rises from his pew. He follows where the black man's footsteps were, goes a very short distance from the black man, same altar, kneels beside the black man and begins to pray, sending a message. The message pretty clear. He's got a right to pray here. You got a right to pray. Here. I got a right to pray here. This is about worshiping God, praying. This is not anything else. Who was that man? Robert E. Lee. And trust me when I say that Robert E. Lee, no Southerner has ever lived that would have had more influence at that time than that man. And he did everything he could to reunite the country. But that doesn't matter. 
And right now, every Republican who, like an idiot, I wrote about this yesterday on the Daily Gator blog, all these idiots want to talk about how uh, the white supremacy and the Confederacy were traitors. Don't ever call Robert Lee a traitor to my face. Ever. He's a man of honor, like Jackson, a good man. A noble man. Who did his best. Who would have never fought had Virginia never remained neutral, which the governor wanted to. He would have never fought. And if, by God, if the Confederacy, if Virginia had not seceded and the Confederate Army had come through Virginia, guess what? Lee and Jackson would have fought for Virginia. And you know what that would have meant? He swore he would never draw his sword save for defending his state. Jackson, Jeb Stewart, millions of others, or hundreds of thousands of others in Virginia felt the same way. <clears throat> and this idea that Lee was a traitor, I swear, you have to be incredibly stupid. And that's the only word for it. And foolish to think such a thing is accurate. So it makes me angry when good, decent human beings get trashed. And I like this story, a part of it, that really sums up how stupid these people were who were cheering having the statues go down. Uh, Charlottesville Mayor Nikuya Walker, sorry if I mispronounced that, gave a speech in front of reporters and observers as the crane neared the monument, taking down this statue as one small step closer to the goal of helping Charlottesville, Virginia, and America grapple with the sin of being willing to destroy black people for economic gain. Lee didn't fight for slavery. Jackson didn't fight for slavery. Stop. History's not hard. You just have to read and study with an open mind. Mayor Walker. Saturday's work also came nearly four years after violence erupted at the infamous Unite the Right rally. Uh, Heather Heyer, a peaceful counter-protester, died in the violence. Uh, which sparked a national debate over racial equity. And listen to this bias, folks. Further inflamed by former President Donald Trump's insistence that there was blame on both sides. Again. How many times can you repeat the same lie when it's been refuted? Video evidence right there. What he's speaking about is there were people protesting pro-taking the, the statue, the monuments down, people protesting against it. Those people were all peaceful. They disagreed passionately, but they were all peaceful. They had nothing to do with the white trash of Antifa, with a white trash of the uh, Unite the Right dickheads beating each other. And again, I'll say it, too bad all of them didn't kill one another, frankly, because they're all trash. Had nothing to do with it. He spoke clearly about the people protesting, taking down the statue or supporting taking it down. <clears throat> and he said, fine people on both sides of that. He also, at the same sentence, condemned outright those who took part in the violence. You shouldn't be working for anybody. You're not fit to milk a cow or open a door 
frankly, because you can't even get your facts right. I guess standards at AP aren't very high. The work seemed to proceed smoothly and fairly easily as couples, families, small children, and activists look on, looked on from surrounding blocks. The crowd intermittently chanted and cheered as the workers made progress. Music wafted down the street as a pair of musicians played hymns from a church near the Lee statue. Oh, so wonderful. I'm glad the media is not taking sides, and I'm glad the sensitivities of people like me who had Confederate soldiers in their lineage who suffered, died, two of mine were imprisoned. One of them went blind in Camp Point, out, Camp Point Lookout in Maryland, one of the worst, worst-run prison camps. This is bad, maybe worse than Andersonville, which is the only one that gets any, any attention. So don't tell me about suffering. Don't tell me about sensitivities. You have no sensitivity for my feelings. Are people who love their history and want to honor their ancestors? Many who were just simple farm boys who went off to fight. Because as one at the Battle of First Manassas told his Yankee captors, they said, we're fighting for the Union. What are you fighting for? Why are you here? And it tall, lean Confederate said, because you're down here. That's why most fought. Read the book, Why They Fought by James McPherson. Read that book. You might actually learn something. Activist types. And uh, the story is just the same old uh, cheerleading and blaming white supremacy and talking out of an orifice they're not supposed to talk out of. Completely, completely blind and ignorant of history. And history is so important. One of the biggest reasons we're losing this country, one of the biggest reasons monuments are being taken down, and monuments of everybody. Hell, these morons who are fighting against white supremacy even defaced the monument to the 54th Massachusetts, who are free black soldiers fighting for the Union. Those heroic men and their leader all buried together in one mass grave. Yes, because they were just black people. The Union Army fighting to free all the blacks. No, most of them didn't. U.S. Grant even said if he ever thought he was fighting for that and not to save the Union, he joined the Confederacy. William T. Sherman, look at his attitude toward black people. It wasn't exactly nice and friendly. A lot of atrocities were committed by Union soldiers coming in the South. And a lot of times the victims weren't white. But again, that's history. You have to study it all. You have to study all the complexities, all the, all the facts that you can. Then you can make judgments. But no one wants to do that. They want to have black and white, Second grade level simplicity. Good guys, bad guys. Okay, let's go home now. Let's go swing on the swings. That's great for kids. You're adults. And you're cheering taking down statues to heroic figures. But more importantly to the left, they're American icons. That's why statues of Lincoln, Grant, Frederick Douglass doesn't matter. 
the reenactor, playing Frederick Douglass. I remember a video of him, uh, one of these men who living history types, do wonderful work, getting absolutely ridiculed by moronic pro-Black Lives Matter protesters. Do they even know who Frederick Douglass was? You know, one of the great Americans, Booker T. Washington, you've probably heard the name. Black man. <clears throat> he gave money, took money out of his pocket and donated to help what? To help build Confederate monuments. One reason, he actually knew about the war. But secondly, and just as importantly, it was a, it was a matter of reconciliation, reuniting. Same with naming army bases military bases after uh, Confederate generals. Why they name one for Bragg, I have no idea. He was horrible. But anyway, all that doesn't matter. We just got to tear down every monument we can, and when they're all gone, then what? Oh, that Washington Monument, that George Mason, Thomas Jefferson, they've already been attacked and, and removed in many cases. The Founding Fathers. Guess what? They treated Confederates like this for years, building up. Now we're all Confederates. U.S. Grant, Sherman, Lincoln, all the founding fathers, everybody. They're all Confederates now. So all the monuments must be moved. You better think long and hard about what we are allowing to be done to our country. Because of fools and cowards giving in to Marxist wannabes and the foolish idiots that follow behind the Marxists like little livings, thinking they're they're doing social justice, racial justice, fighting white supremacy. These idiots don't even know what end is up. What would uh, someone say? They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground might be a good expression. All because of ignorance. Ignorance causes so many, so much harm, so many bad things. And this is a case where that's true. And it does feel like getting kicked in the gut because you're watching your country be destroyed by morons who are too stupid to see what is happening. You don't, if you want to destroy a country, one of the things you have to take out is its history, heroes. Look at all the Islamic people, the terror groups. What do they do? They tear down everything. They destroy statues of Buddha. Hindu monuments, they destroy everything. To destroy and conquer and, and totally crush a country, you tear down everything it is based upon. It's history. That's what they are doing. If you're cheering it, you're dumber than a tree stump. Wake up, people. This is not good news. This is bad news. Uh, for everybody. And you Republicans who say, oh, maybe this is okay. Just shut up and let a real, real patriotic American run for your, your position, your seat, because you're unfit, frankly. You're not helping America. You're helping its enemies right now. And that would be it for me, my friends. Uh, I will uh, I will talk to y'all mañana. Might do one on Sunday. I'm not sure. Throat's kind of getting a little rough. That's why I did do one yesterday.
But thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Morning, noon, noon or night. Thank you. If you want to support the Daily Gator blog or the Daily Gator Daily Thought, two ways to do it. You want to do a one-time donation, go to the Daily Gator blog, dailygator.com. First post, click the Buy Now button. That takes you to my PayPal page, and you can pay me. I also take uh, envelopes under the under the snow shovel and, and the back porch. Just saying, if you want to. And if you want to have a monthly subscription to the Daily, Daily Gator Daily Thought podcast, go to Anchor, enter Doug Hagen. They'll take you to my site. And you can sign up on the page there to do that and join the other people who subscribe. And thank you very much for your monthly donations. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. I appreciate it anyway. Because really, I'm the only one that does this. My dog won't help. Dougal just sleeps a lot, eats, and yeah, that's pretty much it. He's he's a hell of a good dog, though. One of my best I've ever had. Thank you for listening. No, I do appreciate it. Remember the three golden rules of life, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right and never will be. God bless America. Please, Lord. And yes, always go Gators. We'll talk to you soon, my friends. Goodbye. God bless. Take care. Stay safe. And remember, tip your servers and bartenders. They're working hard. Tip them well. You will be rewarded, trust me.